0: Welcome to the Live From Rest podcast, episode 11, in which we look at the place of meditation in healing from trauma. I'm Steve Smith, your host and the author of the Live From Rest app. Each week in this podcast, we take time to explore the ancient art of being. We host conversations, short talks, and reflections about how we can live from rest in a world full of busyness and distraction. Today, I'm going to play you a recording I made a few days ago over the phone using Zoom, in which I interviewed Giles LaSalle. Giles LaSalle heads a charity or a not-for-profit organisation called Breakthrough, based in the southwest of the UK. Meditation is one of the tools that Giles uses to help survivors of trauma. A few years ago, I met Giles when he came to speak at a conference that I was organizing. I run an organization helping people deal with addiction. And I do believe strongly that meditation is a powerful tool for, um, for people struggling with addiction, as it is for any of us. And Giles came and gave some fantastic insights on the art and practice of meditation. So I'll play you our recording. Giles, welcome to our Live From Rest podcast. Hello,
1: Steve, thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, it's so good to connect with you again. It's a few years since we um, last had a proper chat. We really enjoyed having you come to our um, Keys Conference um, where you shared so well. And we're so excited to hear what you're going to say to us about the place of meditation and stillness in relation to healing. Charles. we know that you're a, an ordained church minister. You're an experienced psychotherapist. Do, do you want us to just start by telling us a little bit about your work?
1: Okay, so um, I've been a psychotherapist since the mid-1990s and uh, I run a charity called Breakthrough. And the charity works mostly with adult survivors of childhood trauma. Uh, we also do work sometimes with uh, adult survivors of adult trauma, but mostly we focus on the adults who were the children who were perhaps abused or experienced some other form of trauma when they were younger.
0: Wow. Well, and, and you're based in Bath in the southwest of England.
1: That's right. Yes. So we work mostly in Bath and a little bit around uh, Bristol, Wiltshire, and other places around the southwest of England.
0: So how far away do people come to you from?
1: Well, we we have people coming from I guess about an hour's drive, hour and a half's drive in any direction. Um, uh, as a lot of similar services find, we are very oversubscribed. Um, we don't really have enough capacity to meet all of the need. Um, but we do our best
0: great well before we finish we'll make sure that we give um, our listeners a link to your website and also actually before you finish i want to i want you to mention your book as well because you've written a book on um on your work haven't you
1: i have indeed yeah (laughs)
0: yeah well, we'll make sure we come to that so giles maybe you could start by just telling us um a little bit about your view on particularly on on the place of meditation and stillness when it comes to helping people with with trauma and and maybe healing in general not not simply trauma
1: mm. i think uh, i think the thing about trauma in particular is that uh when people have experienced trauma their inner world becomes very noisy and it becomes very busy there are lots of thoughts there are lots of feelings there are lots of emotions and sensations that can be triggered off quite chaotically uh, by any tiny little reminder of the things that have happened to them. Mm. And so their minds can become incredibly busy. And one of the things that we've discovered is that by teaching people to meditate or be mindful, um, it helps them to find a place of stillness where they're not getting caught up in all of the noisiness and busyness that's going on in their head. It's so easy, I think, uh, a lot of the times, particularly when people's anxieties and fears are being triggered, to start to think that that's all there is that's going on in their world. Uh, Meditation and stillness really, I think, helps people to take a step back Mm -hmm. and to, instead of being at the mercy of those feelings... To kind of observe them and start to be able to see them for what they are, that they are perhaps memories or feelings about memories, uh, but not necessarily linked to what is happening right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we teach people a, a whole range of techniques just for beginning to slow things down and. Uh, beginning to find the still gaps in the middle of this sort of stream of turmoil that, that very often they're experiencing. Um, and sometimes, I mean, I, I had somebody comment recently, a, a client of mine comment recently, this that this was the first time it had been quiet in her head for 20 years.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: Uh, huh. You know, now that didn't, I have to be honest and say, that didn't last very long. It was it was a matter of maybe half an hour to an hour of peace and quiet that she got. But she at least began to knew that she could be still and yeah. that things could be quiet. And that's priceless because, uh, yes. above all else, what trauma survivors need is they need hope. Hope that things yeah. can change.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's amazing so um that's 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 just that one testimony is great and i guess that happens quite a lot
1: it happens very frequently um you know different people take to mindfulness and meditation in different ways and you know different people uh relate to different perhaps tools and techniques of mindfulness and meditation some better than others But for most people, if we can help them to find that place of stillness, it can really have a significant impact on their lives. Um, You know, trauma takes a huge toll, not just on the mind, but on the body. Um, You know, the the incidence of long-term chronic illness amongst trauma survivors um, is approximately double that of the general population. And so a whole range of, you know heart conditions, uh, chronic immune system conditions, all sorts of things, uh, have a very strong link to trauma. And yeah. what we know is that if we can teach people to be still, if we can teach them to be mindful, then, uh, you know, their their whole brain and body chemistry shifts. Yes. And so instead of being flooded with stress hormones, they are... Um, actually become flooded with the 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 calming emotions the calming hormones that 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 settle their emotions um, yes. and settle their physical reactions as well
0: that's that's so interesting i i'm really interested in that um particular case that you mentioned the lady who had to, a short period of time where suddenly she realized wow this things could be different and I'm aware from my own experience, uh, my own personal experience, but also the experience that I've had and my wife have had in helping people um, with inner healing, that you can have a breakthrough, can't you? But it's so easy to lose it. And and maybe sometimes the most important aspect of inner healing ministry is actually the working, working it out, isn't it? And following it through probably for quite a long time.
1: Absolutely. I think that's really, really important. I mean, one of the things that we try to do whenever we teach people these tools and techniques is teach them as a practice. You know, mm-hmm. this is something they can carry with them. Uh, we yeah. want it to be simple. We want it to be easy. We want it to be something um, that they can do in 10 minutes every day if necessary. You know, just to build up that that practice of learning to still mind body and just kind of bring mind body and spirit into alignment uh, if you like Uh, and the more that they gain practice in doing that then the more they're able to do that in in the stressful moments uh, the more it becomes their default Uh, so it's not just something that happens in their 10 or 20 minute uh, time of sitting uh, being still in the morning or in the evening or whenever it is they do it It, it's it's Kind of a learned response, um, yep. that instead of instead of panicking or uh, instead of um, uh, having their usual emotional reactions, somehow they they learn to default to this stepping into this place of stillness and quietness.
0: Yeah but it, I mean I know it does take a lot of practice doesn't
1: it it certainly does i mean <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing this for probably longer than i've been a psychotherapist so uh, um and you know it's still not always easy when when life throws us a curveball um you know our our uh, our brain chemistry uh, fires off its uh, stress hormones and we can find ourselves at the mercy of it very easily um but i think what i've noticed over the years is that I can, I can. I've learnt to catch those reactions before they become overwhelming, and yes. to take a step back and just, just kind of observe from a place of stillness. Um, yeah, and which, which always helps.
0: Absolutely, I like that phrase. Before they become overwhelming, um, a couple of weeks ago, I did a session in this series, and I entitled it, "The Fight for the Night is Fought in the Day," and I, what I meant by that was. It's best to prepare for the storms that sometimes um, hit us in the nighttime. The, the phrase you just used is is to is to practice this practice this um, discipline, if you like, before things become overwhelming. And that's sometimes the hardest time to do it because you, you. My my own particular experience is that I've used meditation to really help me sleep a whole lot better, and when things are going well. It's very easy to, to slacken off, isn't it? And then and then things happen and it all becomes overwhelming again. And it's and then you it's not too late, but you've missed a good opportunity to to protect yourself from from the, the stress that comes when things get overwhelming.
1: Absolutely right. I, I I think that's so true. And I I think the more that we are able to connect with the the still place inside us, uh, that we all do have, even though we may mm-hmm. Not always believe that we have it, but the more that we learn to connect with that, the easier that becomes, and the more natural and instinctive that becomes.
0: Brilliant. So, Giles, you're you're a Christian minister. I, I I'd be interested in knowing how many of your the people of your clients, how many people that come to you come as Christians, or do you have people coming without a faith background?
1: We have people coming from all backgrounds. I probably I. I would guess it's about 5050 um, We you know a lot of people have heard of us as a as a Christian organization and so we will get people referred by churches, uh, people who will choose to come to us because uh, because we are Christians but we also have people come to us simply because they've experienced trauma and they need some help.
0: Sure my approach with meditation, and certainly with with regards to our Live From Rest app is to help people to find a place of stillness and from that place of stillness, to connect with God and to connect with a biblical truth or some aspect of God's love. Is, is that the sort of thing that you seek to do?
1: Yeah, very often we will do that. I, I think uh, we will first teach the, the tool and the technique of mindfulness. But yeah. we will, if people are open to it, we, you know, we don't push it on anybody. But if people are open to it, we will talk about the role of spirituality. We will talk about the role of truth. Um, sure. We will teach them, you know, perhaps ways of being still that perhaps involve, uh, you know, repeating a little prayer. Um, it can be very simple, a line of scripture. Um I know you and I, we've talked before about the Jesus prayer, a little Jesus prayer. Uh, Sometimes just a single word, something that that they feel connects them with God uh, and just helps them to anchor themselves in God from a place of stillness.
0: Mm, Brilliant. And I'm really pleased that we're going to have another phone conversation sometime soon and We we will... Talk about that very practice, won't we, the, the Jesus prayer? I'm really, really genuinely looking forward to hearing what you have to say about that. Yeah. Charles, you, you've mentioned on your website um, that you yourself are a um, survivor of trauma. Yeah. I don't want to put you too much on the spot, but is there anything you want to say about your own experience, your own personal experience of finding healing?
1: I think uh, for me, um, finding healing was very much bound up with faith. Uh, the journey started before I became a Christian, um, so I I place a high value on some of the psychological tools that I've learnt as a psychotherapist. But mm-hmm. I also came to realise that without a, a genuine connection uh, to something that is much bigger than ourselves... Uh, the healing that we experience through therapy or anything else is likely to be partial and not complete. Uh, and so for me, it, it's really a case of helping people to journey to such a place that they can realise that for themselves. Now, sure. I, I don't see it as my job to evangelise them if they're not already Christians, but I think it's it's my job to walk with them and to in a sense, be the presence uh, of Christ for them, Yeah, you know, to be there and to manifest that and to demonstrate his presence and his love so that they are making a connection even if they don't know they're making a connection and that that's planting seeds, I think, that will bear fruit a long way down the line.
0: Brilliant. Well, Giles, I'm, I'm really pleased that we're going to be having a, another session and we're going to talk particularly about the place of of um, the Jesus prayer and maybe other short prayers in, in relation to meditation. Mm. Just before we close, do you want to say something about your book and tell, tell people how they can access
1: it? Okay. Um, yes, I'm, I have a book being published uh, on the 17th of October. Um, it's called Breakthrough, The Art of Surviving and it's published by a wonderful christian publishers called instant apostle and mm-hmm. they can uh, get hold of that from any good bookseller or they can also buy it directly from us on our website so our website is uh, www trauma breakthrough that's all one word trauma um and uh, you'll find out more about what we do there Um, the work of the charity and the ways that we support people. And as I say, we also have a little online shop in which they can buy a copy of the book, um, which hopefully uh, they'll find useful, whether they're a survivor of trauma themselves or somebody who's supporting survivors of trauma.
0: Great. Well, we'll put a link to your website on um, on the blurb that goes with this podcast um we've got a lot of listeners in america and other parts of the world so i believe if they can't get hold of a physical copy of the book they can get hold of a kindle version is that right yeah it's, it's
1: released on kindle as well um so they should be able to get hold of it that way and you know hopefully at some point in the future we'll we'll do a, a us and edition but uh, that remains to be seen
0: great Giles, I am so grateful for you joining me today and I'm looking forward to our next session. Thank you so much and um, bye for now.
1: And thank you, Steve, and bye for now.
0: Thank you. I do hope you found that helpful and I do look forward to having Giles on this podcast before too long. One of the things that Giles said was that instead of being at the mercy of feelings, we can instead observe them for what they are I think that's a really great quote. I'm going to say it again. Instead of being at the mercy of feelings, we can observe them for what they are. And that means we can decide not to be ruled by them. And that really is where the practice of meditation is so powerful in helping us to deal with negative moods and emotions and thoughts. So I really encourage you to engage in meditation I do hope that you um, are familiar with our app, Live From Rest. If not, you can download it from the App Store or from Google Play Store. One of the categories of meditations that we have is mindful, called mindful. And if you're new to this whole concept of mindfulness and and observing thoughts, I really encourage you to uh, use the meditation. It's, It's 15 minutes long. Giles was encouraging us to maybe 10 or 15 minutes a day to practice noticing our thoughts. And this this particular meditation will help you to observe what you're thinking rather than finding yourself at the mercy of, of negative thoughts and emotions. So give that a try. Do remember that you can try our app for free for a month if you haven't subscribed. So again, thank you so much for joining us and we look forward to being with you again. In a week's time. Bye for now.